Motivate with KAT is an online enrollment team training platform. If you need to increase conversions across the board, train your team on how to effectively communicate with prospective students, learn accountability, manage upcoming class starts, and so much more, head on over to lessonsthatmotivatewithcat.com to learn more. Hey guys, this is your host, Kathy Belletti, and welcome to another episode of Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop. We're taking a deep dive into how career schools have been able to inspire, support, and place their students over the years into the careers that they deserve. As a bonus, get out that pen and paper. You're getting some free admissions tips on how to get immediate results. So welcome to another amazing episode of Ed Up Career School's The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. So today we are bringing the fire with another amazing guest. This guy is definitely a heavy hitter. So let's welcome Director of Admissions with Quest College, Mr. Marco Velazquez. How are you, Marco? Hey, Miss Kathy. I am doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How is it going over there in your world? Oh, right now it is a tremendous amount of work, but you know, it's what you sign up for. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm on a new venture, uh, fourth week. Couldn't love it more than what we're doing right now, honestly. Uh, that is awesome. All right. So Marco, I know that you have an extensive background in higher education, um, specifically in enrollment management. Plus, you're an adjunct professor, so talk about jack of all trades. But let me ask you this. Did you always start there? Talk to us about your journey. How did you end up in higher ed in the first place? Yeah, that, that's funny you asked that because I, I was a call center guy, right? So okay. right out of high school, you know, working through college, uh, I worked at a place, uh, West Telemarketing, right, big in Texas. So I was there. Uh, and I had several, I guess, several times that I worked with them, right? So I was there one time right out of high school, um, quit, worked some odd jobs. It, it was always my go-to, right? Whenever I needed, um, whenever I needed, uh, I guess, uh, some type of income, right, to supplement me as a student, because you know, as college students, a lot of ramen, right, that you're uh, that you're working yeah. with there. <laughs> so for <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was like, hey, back to West. I know they'll take me. I'm still rehirable, right? So I would do that. Uh, and eventually, one day, I answered a, a Craigslist ad for what I thought was was a call center show up and it ended up being uh, like a lower level admissions, right? So that that's kind of how I got my foot into the door, um, my first admissions job at National University College. Uh, and it was online, strictly online, 100% uh, in Spanish as well. So I did that for about a year and that is how I got into the higher ed. From there, I, I just haven't left. It's something that I love. I, I grew a passion for it because at first I was like, I'm a sales guy, I'm a phone guy, you know, and nothing to do with higher ed, admissions, education, nothing, nothing about that. You know, I was like, let me upsell you your credit line. Let me, <laughs> back in the day, it was, now it's, it's like built in, but back in the day, it was like, uh -huh. let me sell you the phone service of caller ID for your for, for your actual um your your phone service right yeah. so back then it's like call waiting caller id and things of the sort there that is cool you know it's funny because um i didn't come from higher education either i came from outdoor sales so i was walking door to door selling office supplies out of a catalog 
Okay, so I had 30 seconds to get to the business owner in order to close them. And when I came into higher education, it's just something that I fell in love with also. And so it's interesting because when you talk about leading a team, specifically an admissions team, it's not always the easiest because you know they're dealing with um, rejection, time management, lead management, being disrespected from students. And a lot of times they tend to internalize that. And when they're doing that, sometimes the activity gets worse because now they're in their head. All right. Yes, so you being an enrollment leader, um, what are some things that you do to keep your team motivated? Like, is there anything that you do out of the ordinary to keep them pumped during the day? Um, out of the ordinary, I lead by example. I mean, I, I have an office usually wherever I'm at. I spend very little time in it. Uh, I like modeling phone calls. Uh, if somebody comes and like, hey, I'm having trouble with such and such, who was the lead? Let's call it. I, I want to uh-huh. make sure that that, you know, I act like no challenge is too big. Um, even even on other teams that I've had, you know, I've had uh, admissions representatives cry because of performance, uh, admissions representatives isolating themselves, you know, in the break room because they're not doing so hot. Uh, and I've, I've always taken it upon myself to, you know, pull the individual side and say and and sometimes it. it it like it may even it may even sound like oh guy so full of himself right but it's it's really the passion that I have I'm pretty much like hey look I notice you have potential I want to take you under my wing and I do that I do that with the weaker reps I also do that with those that lack the confidence because at the end of the day as as you know enrollment management sales and education we're not really selling education we're selling confidence right so when the in, when the individual is able to attain that confidence that's truly when the life changes uh-huh. but the way the way I work or the way a rep might work with a student is in turn the same way I work with a rep. Right. I want them to yep. see me as a leader leading by example. Hey, if you know, I, I tell the reps all the time, hey, if you can't keep your word with me, why would your students do the same thing with you? You know, they're just, they're just falling in line. <laughs> so just a few of the things that I do out of the ordinary. And then, of course, when it comes to doing the ordinary things, I, I, I do all the best practices. Um, I'm every day I'm on a, I'm on an admissions call, whether it's role play with the reps uh, from this school and other schools, or sometimes I'm on a manager training meeting uh, and I get feedback, right? Other DOAs, other individuals that have owned schools, have managed schools. So just me personally staying open to learning. A lot of the times my reps that are tenure, they're just like, well, I've been doing it 23 years, been doing it oh, 25 God. years. This isn't how I work. This isn't what's good. Da, 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 da. But again, use yourself as an example, right? I, I'm on the calls. Uh, just the other day, actually, it was like three days ago, I want to say I jumped in um, to the role play and I put myself out there like if I was a rep. Right. Uh-huh. So you got a director making mistakes left and right. Right. I'm, I'm being <laughs> yeah. corrected and all that. But you do that to make yourself vulnerable because mm-hmm. none of none of it is for a gotcha moment. Even for me, I'm not trying to catch you slipping. Right. Exactly. I'm trying to I'm trying to find deficiencies and areas of optimism so that I could work with you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that I can make you better so that you can get some wins. And then more importantly, so that we can keep our jobs. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you said out of the ordinary is leading by example. Because <laughs> you know, it is. Some, you, you know, know it is. <laughs> exactly. Right. It may rub some people the wrong way, but the fact remains a lot of our leaders nowadays, they're not leading by example. They're pointing the finger. You know, Absolute, so they're being bosses instead of leaders. And there's a huge difference. Yeah. And as a leader, you got to be a steward because most of the time when you don't hit your goal, if you didn't hit your goal, I'm going to just go ahead and say it like I didn't hit my last goal right now that, that I had. Right. Granted, I'm coming into a, a new ship sailing. Right. Mm-hmm. But still, you didn't hit your goal. 
you got to own it. And when you don't, it's not because you didn't have enough. It's because you didn't steward what you did have. You have to be a steward of your resources uh, and and lead by that example, right? Hey, you know, we've only got 25 leads to work with right now. Okay, are we going to work them to the bone or are we going to sit here and talk about how lead quality wasn't there or lead quantity wasn't there? So just some of my, my outtakes there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you bring up being vulnerable because I always tell my DOAs, don't be afraid to let your team see you sweat because being that person that comes in every day and you're always strong and you're always positive, that's not reality, first of all. No human being acts that way. And sometimes the team needs to see you sweat a little bit, but then see how you pick yourself back up. Absolutely. And and that I got an example from my old DOA. Shout out David, right? I, I walk in his office, he'd be in there listening to some Wu-Tang really really upset I'm like oh they must be hitting them up we must have missed the start I know I hit my number but you know Uh as a team right so so I I can completely agree they need to be able to see you sweat Uh, they need to be able to see you grind it out they need to be able to see you take some L's and bounce back from them Uh, and then more importantly they need to be able to see you sit with them and understand them as well. And you're not going to understand them if you're not doing the job that they did or if you've never been in their shoes, right? Exactly. Look, I've been in this industry over 16 years and some of the people who were in the executive positions, I already, I always remember the advisor saying, oh, they're giving us these outlandish goals, but they've never ever sat on the phone with the student. They don't know what it's like, you know, to go through a conversation and they're giving us these goals from up top. You know, I think a lot of advisors respect when you're willing to roll up your sleeves and actually get on the phone with the student, going back to being vulnerable, right? Because now they're looking at you and they're like, uh, so how did that feel? Correct. <laughs> how did it feel to be rejected by a student? But now you can actually say, you know what? I totally get it. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. But this and is it's how not, I did yeah. overcome Absolutely. And and most of the time, it's not that bad. But, you know, woe is me. So they need to see someone else do it. And, you know, d- pick yourself up, dust yourself off, yeah. and make the next dial. Because as soon as you hear somebody on the phone, if you're not coming with it, if you're not ready for it, then boom, there is direct causation for your poor performance right there. Exactly. So I've worked with tons of admissions leaders. Um, some were amazing. And there's a few who totally missed the boat. But anyways, in most cases, it's because they might have lacked passion or training, right? Have you seen this in your career? I'm sure you have. All too often. I mean, first, firstly, as as a director, the onboarding is a lot different, right? So I don't need a whole lot of everything because I, I it's good. But when you get a rep, you want to have that training. You want to have that onboarding. I'm just going to go ahead and say it like I said it earlier, right? Rub some people the wrong way, but it doesn't exist in a lot of the, I've been in many schools, by the way, uh, as, as director, senior leadership. So it just doesn't exist. Uh, and, and I've even been to the point where you might try to save someone. They're like, well, that's not a strong rep. Don't try to save that one. Let, let them phase themselves out cost more money to have to hire someone. It's more, it's more expensive to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Better off training. You can get their buy-in. And then additionally, I've been places where there is no training, right? There's just uh, there, there might just be a manual on how to use the, like a Jenza bar, right? Like, Hey, this, how you use it. By the way, I included screenshots 
boom, there you go. And then you might hear, you know, a couple of weeks later, like, hey, we didn't enter the demographic, right? Or simple things like that, right? So all of that requires training. Um, so yes, I have I have seen people miss the mark completely, uh, but not just not just with the training, because you know, training is an ongoing, it's like a living yeah. document, right? It, 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 mm-hmm. Training should never die. Uh, I I am a strong proponent of the reason why you get Alzheimer's and things like that. It's because you stop learning, right? Yeah, uh, right. so so for me, not just with the training, but even even like taking people under their wing, right? And and being able to go in there and say, hey, look, I've done the job. I know what you're doing. I know where you're struggling and getting their buy-in, right? To where they're like, all right, I'm open to your coaching. A lot of these, a lot of, I've seen a lot of good refs have to leave because they're not receptive to coaching, but it's also because, you know, the directors, the higher ups, they're not trying to get the, the buy-in. And I know they're not trying to get the buy-in because there's no why explained behind any decision. It's just like, hey, now we switched the script. So, you know, the, the closing, <laughs> qu- the, the, the open-ended question we had from you two weeks ago has changed drastically into uh-huh. something else. And the reps gonna be like, well, that's great, but why did it change? Hey, just do it. I don't understand why you're asking. Okay, so now you got someone just doing work, but they don't understand, right? Yeah. You also have you also have to communicate to your entire admissions team the value of their piece of the pie, their piece of the puzzle, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's it's a big goal that you're hitting at the end of the day, but it all has to come together, right? So everybody has to feel like their part in in participating and getting towards the goal. They have to feel like their part there is relevant, right? Like they're exactly. doing meaningful work. I've I've had I had a rep recently even at one of the uh, recent schools I was at that individual got hired and within her first two weeks had already requested four meetings with me three meetings (laughs) with my boss and you know it just it just finally snapped and I'm like Uh her work isn't meaningful enough right she Mm -hmm. needs redirection right I I needed to find more of a process for her so just staying on them and and letting them know because if if you're the type of director where people are seeking you out and all right what's next what's the plan yeah, you're, you're failing at that point. Right. So for me, it's like, hey, you, you got to know how your people respond, stay on top of it so that you're not being summoned to four meetings in two weeks of employment. Right. And that distracts them from the phone. So, you know, learning your lessons and, and applying it. I just had a talk, uh, not even with a rep, with an actual uh-huh. student. I was doing my DOA second. And that's what he was saying, you know, actually learning something and using it, not just learning. And I said, bingo, wish some of my reps were in here because we train <laughs> and we apply it. We train and we apply it, not train and wait for that moment to come up. And then, hey, I didn't use it that time, but I'll be ready for the next one. You got to apply it instantly. You forgot it by that time. Correct. Correct. I love it. Uh, Buying is so important. I always tell advisors, you know, the ones who survive are the ones who can continuously adapt, right? But there's a bigger piece there because advisors, they want to feel as if they're included in the change. They're included in, you know, this new process. So a lot of times I like to ask, okay, so what are your thoughts? What would you add? What would you change? Because now when it actually changes, they can say, well, I knew this was coming and I understand why this happens. You know, so being able to understand the big picture is a huge part of the entire puzzle. Absolutely. So let's talk about our students for a little bit. So okay. um, since the pandemic, um, you know, we've seen a huge decrease in enrollments across the board. Now, some schools, you know, they begin to pick themselves back up, but there's still a lot of students who are afraid to come back to campus. What do you think is contributing to that? And is there anything that you guys are doing specifically to, you know, get back on track? Absolutely. Um, so what I think is contributing to that, um, well, for starters, right, male of color, 
that's big right there though that that's the decreasing population there right so tapping into that you know it, it, sometimes you might not get you might not get the enrollment but finding out what, what drove them to not enroll and things of the sort right so that's that's big for me another contribution there uh, a lot of the social media right I've, I've had people show up and they're going to be a, uh, an influencer that's their career they've got it figured out already right or they scroll down their timeline and um you know they they got xyz friend who model swimsuits for alpha elite and you know <laughs> it, it seems pretty simple enough so that's the route i'm gonna go right and I, I don't need school anymore and then and and you ultimately end up talking to those folks anyway like couple of months down the line exactly right so, <laughs> yes yes and and so it's, it's like just work smarter and not harder is what the message i try to deliver and staying ahead of that and then another thing that we're going to do is giving ourselves more opportunities right setting as many appointments as as we can a lot of the times i tell my refs you know when they leave with you know a Tuesday or a one for tomorrow right and I asked and and we listen to calls and they're like well that girl told me her mom had cancer I just couldn't do it I had to let them off the line right and I'm like well I'm not asking you to be disrespectful yeah. I'm not asking you to be insensitive but just having those conversations because the the perspective I see is look at it this way right you're going up to bat and you're saying you know what I don't need three strikes I'm gonna go up there give me two, give me two yeah. And just give me one pitch, right? I'm, I'm, I'm bound to hit it. But then you ultimately you swing and you're missing it, right? And now uh -huh. it's like, boy, I sure wish I had taken advantage of those two others that I left off the exactly. line really. So for, for me, that's really, that's really what we're doing to get ahead of it. We know the interest is down. We know that enrollments is down across the board. Uh, where I'm sitting at right now, you take a drive, short drive, let's say five miles or less down the highway, and you've got six competitors already, right? Oh. So, so for us, it's knowing that, recognizing that, being ahead of that. I hope none of the competitors are watching this because they're learning secrets, right? But on top, <laughs> but, but on top of that, you're, you're really just pretty much getting ahead of it, right? You know that they're going to do the same thing. So you want to uh, utilize that speed to lead, be the first one, build that rapport, getting them in, letting them know, hey, look, you're, you're pretty much in a sweepstakes right now, right? So everybody's trying to win you over, but you've already came here. You're already committed. If anybody calls you, let them know, you know, Marco at, at Quest College already helped you. You're good. And most of the time, they won't even have to say that because if you prep your student, right, they're not answering the line anymore, right? So that, that's really just, what, it's really just the message. I tell everybody, you know, the message that we have, it's always going to be the same but the delivery it's what's key if, if you mess that up then that's where you're going to lose right there ultimately to another rep i was at those other schools i trained so i know what they're saying we got to say something similar or better if we're going to win here that is awesome i love what you said because i always tell advisors uh they think that there's always tomorrow right in a lot of cases not always tomorrow so yep. i'm like if you don't do everything that you need to do the very first time wonder if as soon as you hang up a school calls 10 minutes later and they're more assertive than you you've lost them and in a lot of cases uh marketing just lost 200 dollars too for some of these leads right so hey. it's all about who is able to connect with the student and sometimes our advisors they're afraid to talk to people absolutely people who are looking for an opportunity absolutely it's crazy to me sometimes yes absolutely i i couldn't agree with you more uh, it goes back to you know killing their opportunities and then yeah. sitting there wondering what went wrong right uh, and and you you mentioned you know uh tomorrow tomorrow right so that's another thing you want to lead by example it's like you tell you tell your reps like how how are you going to be the one that you know does the tomorrow 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 and then you get a student here and then you want them to enroll today how <laughs> 
how sway how right it's like you you ain't got the answers at that point oh so and 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 i'm not i'm not a big fan of rock but just to for a acdc reference here right uh-huh. t and t today not tomorrow yeah. you got to live by that mindset today not tomorrow why leave something for tomorrow that you can accomplish today you you're right back in it where you know if you got to eat a frog the, the whole mark twain thing right if you got to eat a frog make sure you eat that in the morning yeah. you gotta, if you got to eat two frogs you know the rest right so I, i'm i'm real big on on just falling back on little phrases little sayings yeah. analogies things of the sort mm-hmm. because even if even if they're not like a hundred percent factual or science-based or yeah. research driven they still make you smile and say hey that makes sense let's go and get it logic <laughs> absolutely so marco let me ask you this and i ask everyone this question um where do you see the future of career education and what do you think is needed to get us to the next level um ed tech it's going to be the future right and i say that i i actually just completed my master's um in educational leadership nice. last year so it's, it's been about 10 months now but <laughs> but the the point i want to say is that i went from thinking you know ed leadership was going to be dealing with teachers people management uh-huh. and there was a whole section on there where it was like that wasn't in the curriculum but ed tech they threw it in there because they knew they know that that's the future. Uh, I actually just spoke to a to a girl today, and you know, there's there's varying opinions. Some people like the Zoom, some people don't. So the future is going to be somewhere in the middle, meeting your students where they are, maybe yeah. offering it as an option, but not making it mandatory. Yeah. I couldn't tell you, but I know that in order for us to get there, we've got to have a lot more people that care in the position of leadership. And I'll tell you that, not to say that that folks don't care, right? Because yeah. many of them do, mm-hmm. but individuals that are decision makers and, and sitting there, they have to be able to relate to the, to the students. Not so much my bosses, right? They're at the very top, exactly. but individuals sitting in the director seat and in any department, right? Even career services, financial aid, right? So, you have to be in the people business and you have to provide solutions for me. If, if we're gonna do that, then that's the way to get there in the future being a solution provider. Well, your student don't have a ride. Your student doesn't have childcare. Your student has X, Y, Z. Okay, so what? So does everybody else. Mm -hmm. Be that solution provider, help them figure it out. A lot of the students that we deal with, they've never had to budget, right? They've never had to meet a, they never had to meet a deadline. Right. So they don't work on timelines. They'll tell you they want to start a business. They'll tell you they want to get in the medical field, but there is no time base. So you got to ask them time based questions to create that sense of urgency. How soon are you looking to create this opportunity? How Mm -hmm. soon were you thinking about starting your career? And they'll tell you usually it's ASAP. Nobody wants to wait on something. Right. But as my as my boy TJ in uh, Houston, Texas used to say, conversation (laughs) rules the nation, right? And the reason I say that is because if you can't talk to these individuals, if you can't answer their basic questions, they're not going to trust you enough to come see you for you to Mm -hmm. take care of the bigger picture for them. Hello, I love it. Look at you dropping some amazing gems, Marco. So any last thoughts for our listeners or advice? Oh, yes, absolutely. So we are in the great resignation right now right mm. and and basically if 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 you don't know what that is right folks are leaving jobs and droves drastically and yep. my my main message is that if you're looking for a career in higher ed or education in general mm-hmm. the time is now right there's individuals that are already in there and they haven't acquired the skills so they're having to upskill 
but there's also room for you guys who are not in there, who are in other industries and want to make that impact, you can most certainly do it. The problem is that we don't get presented with those opportunities. I look at it like, for example, working um, for a sports team, right? I'm Spurs fan. Let's go. Right. So for me, right, like I would love nothing more than to work for the Spurs or, you know, maybe the Houston Texans or something uh -huh. like that. Well, my whole life, I didn't know that 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 was an opportunity that you that you'd have that opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. So just being able to meet individuals. Right. Uh, shout out Jarvis. Right. I worked when I was working at Jarvis Christian College. Uh, I, I was able to link up with many individuals, one of them being Dr. Mark Williams there. And I mean, just having them present information to the students there. They've spoken with Jay Harris. They had them live in class from ESPN Anchor. Uh, they've had Mr. Dalton, VP of operations for the Boston Celtics. And, you know, speaking to those people allows the students to say hey how can i get in your shoes right yeah. so so for me and and in my industry which is higher ed i, I want to be able to provide that message like hey if you wanted to come in here i'm not the gatekeeper right the doors are open you simply just got to seek the information find it once once you have somebody that's in find out how you can get in ask the questions because we're willing to offer the advice and most of the time we have uh i guess like a route or a career track that would mm -hmm. be perfect for you that is awesome. Well, you know what, Marco, today was definitely inspirational and it was a lot of fun. Okay. I love speaking to my fellow enrollment peeps. You definitely got to come back for part two, Marco. All right. Absolutely. So I, I know that you dropped some really amazing gems that's really going to take a lot of departments to the next level. All right. Yeah. And I, and I look forward to hearing that feedback, right? Because if oh, anybody, yeah, anybody wants any follow up or feedback, just reach out to me. Um, LinkedIn is the best way to get to me. You know that, right? I, yep. <laughs> I, re I respond. I'm active. Um, not so much of, of a content poster, but every now and then you might see a little something too. Absolutely. All right, Marco. So thank you so much thank for you. joining us today. Of All course. Right, yeah. yeah, likewise. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ed Up Career School's The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. If you love what you hear, do not forget to like and share. Feel free to follow me on LinkedIn, or you can visit my website at lessons.motivatewithkat.com to learn more about how I help career schools grow. Head on over to Apple or wherever you download your podcast content. Leave us a rating, but do not forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until then, live life 100% you.